Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. It's good to see you guys. I want to talk today more about the relationship series. We've spoken about a bunch of different things. We've done almost 30 episodes on it right now. And the reason we do the relationship series, and I've said this before, is because I really believe there's a lot of overlap between how we're supposed to relate to God and how we're supposed to relate to our romantic partners and that we learn from each other, right? So, you know, through my relationship with Kristen, for example, I learned better how to relate to God. And through my relationship with God, I learned better how to relate to Kristen. And one of the things that God did so that we could relate to him, and this is really critical, and this is what the message is, is he removed any barriers, any artificial barriers between us and him. That by virtue of coming into his kingdom, by virtue of accepting the Holy Spirit inside of us, we don't have to go through some intermediary to talk to God. We can have direct access to God, direct conversations. And that's critical because without that, you can't have intimacy. And the example I use is, imagine my relationship with Kristen and your relationship with anyone else if instead of just me and Kristen, there was a third person sitting in between us, okay? And if for me to say anything to Kristen, I have to say, excuse me, here's what I need. Do me a favor. I need you to go tell Kristen, okay, that I love her very, very much and that uh, I just love every day that we get to spend together. And then this person goes... Kristen, I want you to know, Jordan just told me he loves you very, very much, and he just looks forward to spending the rest of uh, his life with you. And then Kristen would say, oh, t- oh t- tell him that's great, and I love him so much, right? She couldn't give me any hug or a kiss. She would just tell, she would just send the message back to the messenger. That wouldn't work very long, okay? It wouldn't work at all. You couldn't feel any intimacy like that. Imagine, like, actually, like, laying in bed with, like, the third person in between. That would get weird very quickly, Just just the thought of it. I should have told you this ahead of time. But seriously, right? The point is you can't have intimacy with like this sort of like intermediary. They're, they're contradictory to, to each other. And it's not much of a coincidence that when Jesus was crucified, the very first thing that happened, believe it or not, was that the veil was torn in the temple. The temple used to have this veil, right? And it basically separated everybody else from the Holy of Holies, from the holy place, from you know the place where they would keep the Ark of the Covenant and things like that. Everyone else couldn't go in, okay? But in Matthew 27, it says, Once Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice when he's being crucified, he's about to die, he gave up his spirit, and at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, by the way. So it wasn't done by somebody else. It was done from the top to the bottom. And the symbolism is obvious. He's saying, I have, I have breached now. I have overcome that. I've, I've, I've defeated the law. And now you can have direct access to God. You don't have to go through some priest. Okay. In fact, Paul talks about this in Hebrews 4, uh, 14, where he says, since we have a great high priest who's ascended to heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we don't have a high priest who's just a human being. We don't have a high priest who's an, un, unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne room with grace and confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know, 
I got into a debate recently with some Catholic friends of mine. I love, we love the Catholic people. I firmly believe they're good Christians and that when we all die, we're going to see them in heaven. Uh, and I respect so many things the Catholic Church has done for the poor, for the unborn. I mean, the Catholic Church has been, uh, you know, a, a force for good for a long time. But one of the things the Catholics are missing out on is this intimacy with God because they think they have to go through priests. They think they have to go through popes. Okay, I have news for you. Okay, you don't need a pope. And I know people are going to get mad at me for that. Guys, listen, if you want, it's one thing to have a pastor who shepherds you and teaches you. That's one thing. Okay, but the pope doesn't have any greater access to God than you have. Okay, you don't have to go through him to forget for someone to forgive your sins. God can forgive your sins instantaneously just between the two of you. Okay, you don't have to go through a priest to get to God. This is the entire point of the New Testament is that Jesus Jesus took away all of those layers. You know, it said I heard actually this uh, lead singer for you to uh, correctly observe that the Old Testament is about the vertical relationship with God. The New Testament is about the horizontal, which is where we get the cross. Okay? The entire purpose of the New Testament is that we don't have to go through the quote-unquote holy people to get to God, that God, actually what the Bible says in John, is that Jesus wants to abide in us and us in him. And Jesus tells us he is seated at the right hand of the Father. So if we are abiding in Jesus, we are not only seated in God, we are literally seated next to God. Okay, so when when Paul is talking here in, in Hebrews, he quite very explicitly rejects the idea that we have to go through some other priest or some pope, where he says, look, we have a great high priest. His name is Jesus, okay? And we don't have some imperfect high priest. We have a high priest who sinned not, and he's seated directly at the right hand of the Father. And so what does he conclude with? And this is the greatest concluding thought, right? He says, not let us go through someone else to get to God. He says, let us then approach God's throne room. Remember, the veil is torn. We don't have to walk up to the foot of the temple and say, can you go in there and talk to God for us? No. Paul says, let us do it ourselves. Let us go to God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Guys, that's the essence of a relationship right there. It's that one-on-one. It's that personal intimacy. You don't have an artificial barrier between the two of you. We're not sending messages through some third party, okay? God is living in us and us in him. That barrier is gone, okay? Now, I don't want to get too much into, you know, refuting Catholic ideology here. And I know that, you know, people get hung up on on Peter and they think he was the first pope. Listen, Peter was an important church founder. He was probably to the Jewish people what Paul was really to the Gentiles, somebody who went out and planted churches. He was a bold missionary, did a lot of great things, okay? Uh, and Peter came and Peter Peter's dead. The only person who conquered death is Jesus. And this idea that somehow that Peter had these powers that were then inherited by a succession of people that make them holier than us, that give them greater access to God than us, is totally rejected by Paul in the verse I just read read to you. Okay, it's totally rejected. The bottom line is this, okay? You don't need someone else. God wants to experience intimacy with you. Okay, Jesus died on the cross so you could have that intimate moment. Just like just like Kristen and I don't have someone else in between us, you don't need someone else in between you and God, okay? That's different than a pastor. I understand you have to learn from pastors and pastors have to shepherd the flock and all that. But you have every right to, as Paul said, walk boldly into the throne room of God because Jesus was 
tempted in all things, but sin not. He is the great high priest. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And you have to understand this in order to understand the kind of relationship God wants to have with you. Not a relationship where he is remote and he's all the way up here in the heavens and you're just down here and you're just, you know, you have to kind of go through some hierarchy. No, it's a relationship, not just of father and sonness, but of oneness, okay? That Jesus is our great intercessor. He wants to abide in us. We abide in him. We He literally wants us to abide in God and seat ourselves at the right hand of the Father, God himself. So my message for you today is, is, listen, just like our human relationships can't have intermediaries in between them, we can't have like this, like this barrier in between us, it wouldn't make any sense. The kind of relationship God wants to have with you is the most intimate kind, where nothing stands in between you and he, where you and he just have FaceTime, one-on-one communication. All right. And when you begin to understand that, then you'll really begin to understand uh, the kind of relationship God wants to have in you. And then you'll begin to experience the fullness of that relationship and the overcoming power that comes with it. That's my message for you today. I love that. I love how you. You like the bedroom reference for some reason. I, I said <laughs> no, that. I and you... funny. <laughs> but, it's, but seriously, the, when you explain it that way, it makes a lot of sense in and making it simplistic like that, because that's so true, that that is the whole point of the gospel and how Jesus wants to be so close to us. We are the bride of Christ. I love what you said about FaceTime, too. A new kind of FaceTime, our face on on the ground, uh, just, just praising the Holy of Holies mm-hmm. and entering in, and you're right about the veil being torn and all of that. Uh, it just makes us feel so much more secure to know that, wow, God wants me. I'm special to God. God has no respecter of persons. Like you said, there's not an order of things. And going through that third party, it's like the game of telephone anyway. You can kind of get, get, um, you know, and it's funny. It's a funny thing. Uh, I, I think it's also to take that one step further. It's just like with prophecy. I know that a lot of, all of us have our spiritual gifts and there are a lot of people who, you know, have that gift of prophecy. I think everyone does, but have that specific gift. And um, I certainly believe in that. But we also have to make sure that when we're, when someone prophesies over us or to us, we confirm that with the Lord, because, you know, you could have a very well-meaning person, but maybe they got, uh, heard a little skip in the translation. Maybe it's a game of telephone. So Yes, God can use people, but God uses people only to confirm what he is already saying to you or to, you know, well, not just that, but people also use God too in that respect. Like, I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and they'd be like, Oh, I have a word from God for you. It's like, all right, well, he'll tell me then. Don't worry about it. It's like more, more often than not is people trying to use that as like a manipulation tool. Just like this hierarchy is, I think, used kind of as a power tool. I have access to God. You must come through me. Yes. I mean, the entire reason you and I do this ministry is to empower people. Like, obvi- listen, God feeds us. We try to feed others, you know, and, and you know, we, we learn from other people as well. But the idea behind a prayer ministry is to give you direct connections to God. Right. That's the entire right. purpose of and this. To, and wherever two or more are gathered to gather with you and pray and partner with you and with each other. So that's that's awesome. I love that idea. And just like uh, you, I think you, you mentioned Peter, you know, uh, John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Christ, mm-hmm. said, I'm coming to announce, you know, I, I'm unworthy to untie his sandals, you know. So we just need to remember, and that's just such a good reminder, is that we, God wants to have intimacy with each of us. Right. He, he 
knows your fingerprint. He knows every hair on your head. He wants to have a deep communication with you. He, he craves that. He made you and, uh, he wants to have that with, with you. So what a great reminder. You know, one of the other things Catholics get wrong, as long as we're on this topic, is this whole thing about you have to, you confess your sins and then they assign you like a number of Hail Marys you have to do or Our Fathers. Now, first of all, the Bible totally rejects that. It says God doesn't hear you because you repeat your prayers over and over again. There's, a, there's, they specifically say right. not to do that, which you're not even, you're not even praying at that point. You're just repeating words. You're right. just like, you're just, you know, mumbling. I mean, you might as well just be reading out of the phone book. Okay. But the point, the, the other thing is Jesus paid the price for your sins. And so this idea that they have to assign, they have to like sentence you to a certain penalty is, misses the point entirely. The blood of Christ was, it, the, the crucifixion was a perfect work. Yes, when you sin, confess your sins to God and repent of it, but then move on. This whole thing that you have to be, you have like this, you have to work it off now somehow, not only finds no support in the Bible, it's completely rejected by the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm certainly glad that like you say, we have mentors, we have people that we partner with, that we admire in certain things, but it's, it's just Jesus. It's only Jesus because people are fallen and, and make mistakes. Um, and if we put our hope in that, if we put our hope in a certain pastor and whatever, then that's not going to be the best thing. Um, because when things happen, we still, we have Jesus to hold on to. Yep. Yeah. It's good. Good, good stuff. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the veil was torn. Thank you. And, and thinking of Christmas time, Lord, you came as a little baby. You came, Lord, you came to die for our sins. You knew what was going to happen. You you were predestined. You had all of this in place by design, Lord. You saw the end. We celebrate Christmas because we celebrate you coming to earth. But we also recognize Easter in Christmas. We recognize that your blood was spilled out, that that was your purpose in coming to earth for us, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for for the direct access we have to you, God. Thank you that no matter where we are in the world, no matter what culture, and it doesn't matter that whether you're a man, a woman, whether you're, doesn't matter what race you are, what, how old you are, a young child, a, a person who is, is in their, you know, eighties, nineties, that we all, regardless of occupation, we all have direct access to you. And more than that, you want that God, not don't only do we have that access, but you want that from us. You love us. You to you, we are your prized possession. We are the bride of Christ. Lord, make that real to us. Make your spirit real to us. Come down. We want the weight of your glory. We want you. We want your power. We want your spirit, God. We want you to overshadow us with your glory, just like you did to Mary. And, and she was overshadowed with your glory when she found out what, what was going to happen. God, we want to be overshadowed and overcome with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good work. All right. All right. How many prayer requests we got tonight? Love? Okay. I did not count, but I um, we we put them together. We got some. We can start with the healing ones if you want. Um, some I just are, are for general healing, and then the others have have um, some. So we'll probably just say the names of of these. All right. I'll start with these. Yes. All right. So people praying for healing, either for themselves or for loved ones. Patricia, Kate, Aviat, Charity, Gerda, Samuel, Celestine, Alice. Ruzilla, Judith, Nadim, Lacita, Teresita, Greta, Sima, Cecilia, Nandita, 
Kieran, Robert, Francesca, Genesis, whose mother had a stroke, Annie, uh, whose father had cancer. There's a bunch of ones here for cancer. Um, also, my let's see. So we'll keep my friend Samantha in prayers. Keep my friend Nicole in prayers. Also, my friend Alicia, whose son was diagnosed with leukemia. Well, Father God, thank you. Thank you that uh, based, uh, because of your sacrifice on the cross, you conquered death. Your word says, by your stripes, we were healed. That surely you bore our sicknesses and our infirmities. Jesus is the name above all names. Jesus is the name above cancer, above kidney problems, above lymphoma. Yes. Okay, Jesus is the name above tumors. I see one here for uterine cysts. Jesus is the name above kidney failure, above these heart problems, okay, above diabetes, above sharp pains, above coronavirus, that, yes. that all of these things have to bow down. And God, yeah, I understand. I understand that, that you know, we pray for some people and, and some people get healed and some people we don't see the manifestation of the healing. But God, my faith that doesn't, that doesn't change my faith. I know that I don't always know your will, but I know your will is whenever something like this happens that we're supposed to bring it to you. So God, we bring these prayer requests to you. Yes. And we go, as Paul said, we come before your throne room boldly, yes. not because we're so great, but because of the great high priest who accompanies us, Jesus Christ, who is our great high priest, who is tempted in all things and sinned not, who intercedes on our behalf, who abides in us and we in him. God, we come to you and we plead. We thank you for these people, God, and we plead for them. We plead for their family members and we lay all of their sicknesses down at your feet and we say, God, remove these sicknesses from them and fill them with your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. We have some people asking for spiritual needs. Um, Catherine, Fatima, Michael, Emmy, Fatima, Don, Clement, Gordev, Annette, Javid, Ken, John, Mathuzi, Iyong, Irakmu, Wumi, um, all of these people asking. And the common theme that we always see with these is peace and um, in one way or another, breakthrough and peace. And um, I feel like everything else stems from that. And, you know, we see one here that says, I'm hopeless. No, you're not hopeless. I know that you might feel hopeless, but God, God has for you, McCatherine, is far greater. And I just pray for all of these people like McCatherine, all of them who are asking to know God more, to, to experience God. All these people realize that they have other issues going on, that the, the only thing that's going to solve it is coming to the Lord and, and asking the Lord to fill them. Lord, we see in the world today, there's so many people who think that by getting fame or money or the perfect uh, spouse or whatever, that that is going to ultimately fill you. God, only you fill us. Only you are, are perfect. Only you are the, the true lover of our souls. And God, without you, we cannot experience the joys of life. But with you, everything is, a, is the joy of life. And the struggles we go through, Lord, you carry us. You carry us over those things. You carry us when you carry us through them. You say, when you pass through the waters, they shall not harm you for I am with you. God, you being with us, that is enough. You you take our burdens. You daily bear our burdens. So I got to pray for each person, God, and, and anybody suffering with different things where they just feel like they can't get your peace. I really feel like this the, the spirit of this age, the enemy is trying to rob people of 
peace more than anything else. Because everywhere we turn, it's just chaos. But God, in you, we find order. So God, you are the God of order. You are the God of peace. I pray for the umbrella of peace over these homes and the umbrella of your spirit uh, and your spirit alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What do we got? Okay. We are up to relationship. Ooh. Yes. All right. Relate people praying for uh, either their relationships or to be in a relationship. So Ada, Vakau, Chris, Sarah, Lucemda, Agnes. I'm going to go into family also. And uh, Stephanie asked that you know, we pray for her 15-year-old son, um, her husband, an ordained pastor who's having an affair with one of the church sisters. That's a long story. Ma Cecilia Doreen. Robert, Andrew, Anila, Azul, Dominic, Abo, Myra, Azunka, Nalim, Yogeshi, Arietta, Jillian, Leah, Arif. You know, the funny thing is when we just started reading, like, we decided we would just do some of the names instead of, like, the actual prayer requests. I was like, geez, you know, so many people aren't going to know if it's actually them. It's like we're not dealing with, like, Sam and Steve and John here. So if your name is uh, uh, Arietta or Arif or Mascura and you're wondering if this is the same, it's you because you're the only one. Right, we don't get we don't get duplicates here. <laughs> Same with you, Ita and Taruga, Ogechi, Philip. What the heck? Josephine, Patrius, Celestine, another Philip. Oh, you know, I just said we don't get duplicates. And like three three words later, Philip, Lynn, Emily. Thank you for your thank you for thanking us, Bernadetter, Philly, Miriam, and Rebecca. Okay. Raise your hand if you heard your name. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for all of these people. We thank you for them. We thank you for their families. God, these people come to us with serious, serious requests. And each one of these people, which is just like a word in our screen, that's a human being out there somewhere who's suffering. Yes, God. And who's going through stuff. God, we thank you. We thank you for all of these people. And we thank you for victory. We pray that you abide in them, that they abide in you. God, we know, we know you love the family. The family is just like the unit of intimacy. God, I pray that you just indwell in all of these families, that you solve their problems, you fix whatever wounds need to be fixed and healed. You bring the family members to Christ and you bring all of these people into fullness and into just, God, I just, my prayer for these people is that their best days as families are ahead of them. That, you know, what they thought was their, their apex up to this point, that's nothing compared to what it's going to be. Just bring them each closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's great. Um, all right. We got some financial people asking for financial blessing. Mao, Benefia, Rebecca, Rhoda, Yvonne, Adasami, Anita, Ulikui, Eles, Danny, Stephen, uh, Rita, May, Kayak. That's a cool name. Elijah, Jasmine, Lucia, Veronica, Hedwig, Roxon, William, Mercani, John, Faustin, Frank, Marvick, Juliana, Katerina, Doness, Renee, and Marion. Um, we got, they run the gamut and, you know, it, just like a sickness, God cares about all of it. Just like whether it's a paper cut or a life threatening disease and God can do it all. Nothing is too hard for him. It's the same thing to him. Same with this financial. For some people, it might seem in the scheme of things, um, 
not that dire, but it's important to you and God wants to hear your prayer. And for others, uh, again, it seems in the natural impossible. We've got a couple people who are actually needing a place to stay. And we had a wonderful prayer, um, a wonderful praise report. Um, I remember this lady, Stephanie. Stephanie, if you were watching, she actually asked for a, a place to stay. And she got not only the place to stay, God gave her, but a husband and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of things. So we pray for you, Katerina, Marianne, who need a place to stay. We pray for you, Juliana, with your business. We pray for you and the families, all these people who need Boston out of poverty. Poverty is a spirit. We break the spirit of poverty. We ask, we ask, Lord, that you come down and you break the spirit of poverty over these households. And we, and we ask for it, Lord, you are, your eyes on the sparrow. How much more do you care for us? And not just our basic needs, Lord, you care for everything. I pray you, you not only help these people in their basic needs, but you give them purpose and fulfillment and life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, ministry. Is ministry the last one? And miscellaneous. Okay, I'll just go through all of them. Okay. Following people are praying for their ministries. Gene, um, they're trying to build a house uh, and and they want Jesus to bless their ministry, to bless their mind, body, and soul, and stand firm. You were talking about the importance of standing last night, Chris and I. We are talking about the importance of putting on the full armor of God. And Paul talks about you have to, you have to put on you know, the, the helmet of salvation, the, bl- the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, your feet shod in peace, yeah. uh, to carry the, the uh, sword of the Spirit and the shield of faith. He talks about putting on all these things, but then he says, and then stand. It's not just you put them on, you have to stand your ground. So Jean is asking us uh, to pray for uh, that Jesus will bless their mi- bless her mind and body and soul and stand firm. Evang says, pray for my ministry. Brian, Daniel, Cornelius, Gurjij, Christian, and Judy in the Philippines. Also pray for the, the poor in Pakistan. Prince wants us to pray for people in Northwest Cameroon, Africa. He wants to start a ministry. And then some people just have some miscellaneous prayers. Panchilo, Vasente, uh, Jobert, Joseph, Danusha, Petro, Nazine, Liz, Nazirene, Eldhouse, Lillian, Nalim, Gift. What's that? I'm, I'm sorry. It's a repeat, I realize. So. These down here repeat? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Father God, we thank you for all these people who are called to ministry. We pray that you bless their ministries. You just help their voices be heard. God, we pray that you feed these people so that they can feed others. We pray that you provide for all of their needs, their spiritual needs, their mental needs, their physical needs, their financial needs, everything, God. We pray there are lights. They are lights in dark places. And I pray that they are intercessors, that God, they ask you for more, that they ask you to be placed on the front lines of battle, in the in the darkest areas, in the areas where the fighting is the fiercest. Thank you for them, God. We pray they bring many, many souls to Christ, that many people are healed because of them, many people have their financial needs met because of them. And we thank you, God, that you are a God of yes and amen, of overcoming. You know, one of the things Kristen said today is you can either be uh, a victor or a victim. There's really nothing, there's nothing in between. And God, we thank you. These people are victors. We thank yes. you that they're overcomers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sob story or success story. Yeah. So, well, now we'd like to pray with you. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like we're talking about, you can have that direct access. You can have that intimacy. God wants to, it's a walk. It's a relationship. It's not um, just 
just for uh, when you experience problems in life, but it's for the joys too. It's for everything, for all times, for every season. So just follow after me if you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I pray, and I know you do. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, congratulations. You're part of the family of God. We would love to follow up with you if you would like to either send us a message or leave a comment on here so we can know about it and get you started in your walk. Absolutely, guys. All right. Well, good to see you again. You know, due to our schedules, Krista and I are doing sort of these uh, irregularly scheduled um, uh, messages these days. We used to just say we'll do it Mondays and Fridays or whatever. And, you know, especially around the holiday season, it gets more difficult, but also because of our work schedules and things like that. So, you know, we're, we're trying to do as many as we can a couple times a week. We don't always know what day of the week. We prefer to do these things together um, rather than apart. And so we're trying to time it that way. So I'm not going to say I'll see you Monday. I expect to see you Monday. Who really knows? What I'll say is simply, um, you know, we'll see you next time. And between now and then, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.